0: And welcome to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien, the I'm here with Darcy, Darcywhite.ca, and Glenn, GlenSutherland.com. Today we will be discussing a question from the audience. I'm going to read the question. Um, it talks about RSP and taxes. So now that you've quit the nine to five uh, and making are uh, making money on your own, and your RSP contribution room doesn't expand anymore how do you maximize taxes tips tricks strategies short term and long term i'm happy to um, to get us started so sure rsp for those listening in canada uh, uh retirement savings plan for registered retirement savings plans for us, for, the, for those listening in the us it's like a 401k uh actually the contribution still grows uh you know you're still making income so you can still contribute um uh, and I could still invest. And in RSPs, I used to think of them like, okay, there is RSP, but there I prefer to invest in real estate. But actually, you can in, you can still invest RSP funds, registered funds, in real estate. It can be your own deals. You have to invest, invest what's called arm's length, so it's in somebody else's deal. But you can using Olympia Trust, using, using a third party uh, company, you can uh, use those funds and invest in real estate. Um, in for... Maybe I'll, I'll jump in there, cut you off for one second, but it has to, you can't, at least as far,
1: I know there is some ways to invest in US real estate, but typically it has to be Canadian real estate. Um There is some, there is ways to do it in the US, but typically it has to be Canadian real estate. Sorry, Aria, cut that in there.
0: Very important. Uh, I'm not a big fan of RSP due to taxation at the end. Uh, so I don't use my contribution room typically. Uh, and for me, the retirement will come from paid off rental properties. And one thing I may subscribe to is, a, uh, and I'm not giving advice to anybody, uh, is, um, is a form of life insurance to cover the capital gains tax. When I pass, if, if my descendants is interested in keeping those properties, um, uh, and in terms of taxes, uh, I'm not giving uh, tax advice, consult with your own accountant. But one of the good things with uh, uh, real estate is you have uh, depreciation. So you can take, so let's say you purchase a property for $100,000. 15% of the value is uh, credited to the land. So 85% to the building. Uh, so you can depreciate that building over 25 years at the rate of 4% a year um so you can depreciate the building uh and I'm personally not too aggressive in terms of taxes uh and one thing I know about accountants is that you may outgrow your accountant def- depending on um, your needs and uh, how they help you um but also uh you can expense a, a few things that are business related provided they are business related and uh and they make sense. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Outgrowing great. your accountant
1: is an interesting topic on its own.
2: We should totally talk about that sometime.
1: <laughs> okay. That's that could right. Be a and whole week right there, because that's one of those tough points for a lot of people.
2: That's good. Can we write that down? Sorry, folks. We're doing a little housekeeping here, but
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
2: fantastic. That that right, is, that's time.
1: a good one. That's And that is, uh, I think, a lot of people have come across that. Even me changing yeah. countries, you, you you do outgrow these people. Yeah,
2: you're doing different things. Yep. Um, I could add Oh, go ahead, man. You go, Darcy, go ahead. Okay, Um, I have all of those things. And again, like I already said, we're not tax attorneys or even accountants. I rely on good advice from professionals. So my lawyer stays in his lane, my tax attorney stays in their lane and they inform my accountants. Um, And I use both corporate holdings, uh, partnerships and um, ad hoc um, uh, uh, tenants in common methods you know, for holding real estate. So we're talking about a real estate podcast. I have all of those strategies in play, but I also have RESPs, which just finished. My youngest daughter just turned 18. So that I could contribute until you had someone that's up to 18. I have RRSPs. I have them handled by Gerald Gurdsson out of Kelowna and he is fantastic. Um, I have still threshold or space to put money into my RSPs. Um, I'm I'm okay with them each have their place. I would say that my portfolio of holding or whatever I'm bashful saying this but wealth is my guy Gerald drew a pie chart and he showed the pie chart and he said okay Gerald tell me what I'm looking at. He said well this magenta triangle in here this tiny sliver that's your RESP's for your children's education. Went, okay good. And he said that's fine that's good. They all can get PhDs if you want. He said this yellow one that's just slightly larger is your RSP said, yeah, but Gerald, those are all very small triangles. And he said, what's the big green one? He said, that's all your real estate. So I am heavily invested in real estate. There's this giant green dot with a magenta and a yellow slice out of the corner. Um, so I'm unbalanced, I'm, I'm but I am seeking some sort of balance because these other tools work on RSPs. But this has a great point. If you've done everything, you know what do you do? Um, I would say, what all of these have in common, uh, RSPs and real estate, is one of the you know um, primary tax planning things is taxes paid paid later, taxes deferred, are always lower than taxes paid now because of inflation. How inflation works on it. Imagine if you took your tax bill from 2023 and you converted it into Big Macs. And then you took your tax bill from 20 years from now, and you converted that into Big Macs. 20 years from now, you will not have as many Big Macs for your tax bill if you push this year's tax bill 20 years off. So with RSPs, what they're doing is they're deferring the tax to when you take the money out. And the government is allowing this because they say, this is good practice. It's good for the, it stabilizes our communities. It allows for uh, people to do smart future planning and it takes people off the government roles in the future. The more people that can take care of their own bills at the ages of 70, 80 and 90 is good for society, right? If we allow people to grow their money now and use it later, that's people we will not have to be paying for with CPP. And the ideas is RRSPs and some of these tax planning things came out of a desire in society to make sure that people had money when they were old, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 70, yeah, 70 years ago, old people lived with their children unless they were extremely wealthy. And that's like the half of 1%. Yep. Now, most seniors, because of these good tax planning things, live independent lives, which is good. It stabilizes society and it takes them off the government rolls. Um, with real estate, your taxes are deferred because they wait on the capital gains. Now, with Ari talks about um, depreciation, there's other strategies that you might have there. The taxes come due when you sell those properties. There's, you, you don't avoid death in taxes. That's the old saw. They will come due, but the further you can push them off, usually the better. And the government allows us because they think, well, let let Darcy grow his wealth over time. We are going to get ours. Now, if you're paying attention, you will have noticed in Canada and other regimes an urge or a thing to start taxing now, taxing within a year um, because governments want more money. And there is an assault on that idea of allowing entrepreneurs and families and individuals to grow wealth and pay at the end because governments need money now. Their, you know, the role of government is to govern and it seems to raise money. That it seems to go together, right? So, you know, I would say, warn people, be careful what you vote for. Um, the very first thing that the Trudeau government did six years ago is to propose an, a, a bill that would tax at the end of every year with corporations so that you had no money left over for R&D, no money for float for the next year for one bad year. Of course it was turned over, people just realized this is a terrible idea and they rolled that one back, but they were floating that out there for a while. Um, The best idea of any sort of these tax plans into our our, uh, inquirer, the uh, listener that wrote in, you know, why RSPs and what else, what else can you do? Anything that defers your tax and punts it down the road for a while is probably a good thing because you're betting on yourself that you can grow your incomes now to cover future taxes. And that's always a good bet. Um, you know, we're talking about what is it? Five and a half to 7% inflation right now. That means all your bills in the future are going to be smaller, less big max in the future. So, does that help? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think you just made me think about that. A lot of times when you go to a financial planner, you're planning your retirement too. And they talk about, Oh, you're going to need less money in your retirement. I'm like, I want to have more money. That's what I'm going to spend. I want to travel. I want to do a stuff, right? I don't mm-hmm. want it less. But um, back to RSPs, right? Um, when does, why do, why are we using RSPs? Let's start with that, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's to defer the now money, right? That's, yep. you know, the tax burden right now is what the point is, right? Um, and when I used to use RSPs was when I had a job. And because my employer would match it and 50% instant money, how can you say no to that? But now that I have to put the money in, it seems like I'm going to get the tax break now, make the taxes later. And at some point, I don't know if it makes sense anymore. Um, Honestly, I think that using a tax-free savings account, for me personally, I I prefer to use that anyway, right? Because I want access to my money. I don't like putting it into that and it's gone. But right. I want to be able to have it sitting there on the sidelines. An investment comes up that I can grab it, use it, put it back in. If I, when I'm not using it, it's just a spot to store my money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at it that way for the actual tax burden every year. This might not be the most, uh, the answer that people are looking for, but the best defense is offense and <laughs> Go make more money, <laughs> right? Stop trying to save the tax burden. Go make more money. You, you're like, oh, I'm going to talk to your accountant in the end of the year. You're like, hey, it's January. He's filed your taxes. And he goes, well, you're going to probably owe the government, I don't know, throw a number out, $30,000. Well, I've got from now until like April or May to go make thirty thousand dollars more, right, on top of my regular income. It's a challenge to push yourself to go pay the tax man, right? Mm-hmm. Go uh, best off. I like I, I, I tell my my son that with playing hockey, right? You know, you you play in your own zone. You try and stop keeping them away from the net. It's better to playing in the other zone. It's better to not even be in your zone at all, right? Just push it down. Uh, go down there. Uh, or tax breaks and other things, honestly, instead of trying to figure this out yourself, hire someone who is very knowledgeable that knows this. Hire a really good CPA in whatever you specialize in. Um, If you're going to do cross-border, hire a cross-border CPA. Um, I see, we kind of touched on that with Ari, like getting another one. I've heard a lot of people that are trying to teach their CPA how to do cross-border stuff. Do you think that they're going to get the best tax breaks for you? Hire someone who does that at for a living, right? They are going they will pay for themselves with what they know how to do, right? And they can do it legally and they know they understand both laws. Don't try to push somebody into some a box that they're not part of, right? Hire someone who is the best in that in that field, right? Cuz they will pay for themselves. And I was honestly skeptical about that for a while and I'm like, "Oh, this guy can do it. This guy can do it." You hire somebody else and he'll, he'll, Oh, he wants an extra thousand dollars. He will save you a thousand dollars, right? By just knowing all both tax codes, instead of just knowing one tax code, right? Hiring someone specialized, but that's what I, that's what I usually do. It's it's the best defense is offense. And honestly, I, I have a whole bunch of RSPs because of when I was an employee. Um, But I, I haven't contributed to to them since. Um, I'm more into tax-free savings accounts because I want access to my money. It's just a spot to hold it.
2: A couple of things I did with them. Um, I started our girls off early by filing tax returns. So create more threshold in their RSPs for later. I want them to understand how it works. So when they get returns, they can put them in there, draw out of them to make a payment or their down payment on their first home, put it back in so they understand all the financial instruments. Because there's things there that are useful. I want them to, to know that. I would I say my first house. Yeah. These are really good tools. They're well-conceived. You should be aware of them, know how to use them. I would say to our listener, you know, if you've done everything, you, you're, you've got investment, real estate, you're, you're hitting all the points. The final really big one is, I mean, it's not super efficient, but just having cash in a cash account. I mean uh, there's nothing like that. When the bank looks at you for a candidate for refinance for some of your other properties and see if you're sitting on cash and don't really need them, that's when they're the most um, amenable to loans, when you don't oh, need them. Oh, it is. And they say, you know. You need, they need, if you need them, they don't need you. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've done everything, the final thing is, you know, have a, a certain amount of cash. I mean, it's not super efficient. And if you have it rolling over in short-term bonds, well, great. Or Cash accounts with the you know high interest savings if you can find them, those kind of places. I mean that's the final, um, final turn. It's there's you know when they say cash is king, it's because it is.
0: Yeah. All right, take us home. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for submitting your question, and uh, we hope that we uh, uh, shed some light on the on the question and the different. Uh, Aspects to uh, to take into consideration when when thinking RSP, retirement. And um, one thing I'll say is a uh, geographically diversifying is also a way you can diversify if you if you decide to go the real estate way. So mm-hmm. put that in there. Um, yeah, thank you for submitting a question. We really appreciate it. We like to uh, interact with our audience and um, um, so thank you again. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you all next week. It was Aurelien, the mindfulinvestor.net, Darcy, DarcyWhite.ca, and Glenn, GlenSutherland.com. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Thanks everyone.